0: Welcome to Stuart Group's Signal vs. Noise podcast channel. This is Nick Stewart. Financial planning isn't boring. It can be exciting, dynamic, and fun. And we make sure to bring that energy into the equation one podcast at a time. To get updates on our latest podcast episodes, hit the follow button on our SoundCloud or Apple podcasts. Today, we have Jeff Wolfson with us in the studio. Jeff is an advisor at Stewart Group and works closely with our KiwiSaver clients and advisors across New Zealand. We are recording something very topical today, and it's about the coronavirus and how markets are reacting to it. So, Jeff, welcome.
1: Thanks, Nick. Pleased to be here. Um, Interesting subject, obviously, very topical. We've got to be mindful of uh, the fact that uh, it's a bit of a sensitive topic. I understand today we shouldn't be calling it coronavirus anymore. It's now got an official name, which is COVID-19, because coronavirus is is a, a family of viruses. So this is a particular strain of the virus. And today, uh, the World Health Organization have given it a name, COVID-19.
0: Well, that must be an absolute godsend to the people in Mexico manufacturing Corona beer. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. Um, I think there's been a few memes out there. But, um, yeah, that, that's probably small comfort to uh, those people that have, uh, are going through the uh, illness or uh, the fatalities as we speak.
0: Yes. So you said it's called now COVID-19, is that right?
1: <laughs> Derivation, I think, of uh, the CO is from corona, yes. uh, VI is from virus, and D stands for disease. And the 19 relates to the fact that it first emerged late 2019.
0: Great. Okay, so late 2019, and you know, I was having a look at the markets, uh, just giving a little personal anecdote. Um, my daughter wanted to diversify, nine-year-old daughter wanted to diversify her portfolio, so um, she bought some emerging markets in uh, with her pocket change in uh, late uh, January, and it's been interesting to watch the intraday pricing of emerging markets. So, um, yes, yeah, so I have a nine-year-old daughter who's very interested in the unit pricing of emerging markets on a daily basis. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's, it's look, it, it is interesting. I mean, like I say, we, we've got a, this in context with the fact that, um, you know, the virus is out there. I think uh, what I read this morning was that the rate of infections is beginning to slow, which is hopefully a positive sign. Obviously, there are still um, an increasing number of fatalities right now. So, um, you know, that, that's not a good news story. Um, but from an investment standpoint... Um, I think what's uh, encouraging is that um, the market has sort of taken it in its stride to date. And um, as indeed it has done over history, if you look back at SARS and um, bird flu at the time, there was a sort of a short term blip. Um, in the markets, uh, but essentially after a period of time, um, as little as four weeks, I think um, the markets tend to just factor that in and then and then carry on about their business. And um, if you look at um, the sort of the indices, such as the the, the S and P five hundred, um, at the end of the year. Uh, to now it's actually um, climbed about 4% yep. so um, you know we've we've just got to be mindful that it's not if you're going through it it's a it's a bad experience so we don't want to underestimate that at all but um, if you're thankfully as we are in New Zealand we're generally you know so far we've been immune from that yes. um, and you know from an investment standpoint um, it's actually kind of business as usual yes
0: yeah yeah, it's interesting, I was just re- referring before to that, um, to the unit pricing, so if I look at kind of uh, emerging markets over that kind of January, um, February period, uh, bearing in mind we've still got a lot of February to, to pan out, but um, but I know that, you know, from peak to trough, you know, um, the emerging markets fund that we access, from peak to trough, so a negative return over that period of about 12%, which one would expect, you know, this, this um, virus is Predominantly affected the emerging markets?
1: Yes, so I mean, obviously, if you're in um, the asset class um, KiwiSaver scheme that Stuart Group managed, um, then we have got diversification across different asset classes. So um, generally, that will, you know, um, even out any sort of um, uh, blips in certain things like emerging markets. And other markets are compensating accordingly. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're um, specifically looking at emerging markets as an investment, um, yeah, you've just got to be mindful of Mm. of the risks involved. Um, And obviously, here at Stewart Group, we tend to um, promote uh, diversification being the the best um, sort of element of of investing.
0: Absolutely. Well, look, you know, and and given the fact you've talked about the S and P. Um, I see the you know, the FTSE is uh, up just under a percent over that same period. Um, you know, so global markets have actually um, performed quite well despite the fact of what's happening in that kind of emerging markets um, um, China sector. But I look closer at home, I look at, say, the um, recently listed uh, Port of Napier, mm. which uh, uh, quite a number of uh, local residents were able to invest in. Well, you know, at... Um, Let's just look back. Say twenty eighth of January, price of three dollars ninety. The price that closed yesterday, three dollars fifty. So that actually, that performance is actually worse than uh, investing in the emerging markets. It's amazing how it actually affects a. Uh, relatively uh, medium sized business on the exchange here
1: yeah i mean look it, it it is a global village now so um we we can't be uh, we can't discount the fact that um what's going on Largely in China but now obviously with um, um, travel um, bans operating quarantining and so forth um, you know there is inevitably a knock on effect and um, I think you were saying earlier that uh, if you try to get a shipping container into China right now you wouldn't be able to because there's such a backlog of of containers in the ports Mm. and by the sounds of it nobody is available to unload those and move them. So, um, yeah, undoubtedly that's going to have a a knock-on effect, and particularly if you're um, involved in the export sector, um, you know, principally to China, that's going to have an impact to your business in the short term. But I think, you know, investing, um, uh, particularly with KiwiSaver, it's a Mm long-term investment. We're talking over decades for, for the majority of our clients so this is just another you know, um, blip, if you like, yes. um, and uh, as, as I say, if we look back at um, history with uh, even, I think, going back to uh, post-First World War with the, the Spanish influenza outbreak, At the time, um, post-First World War, now that was widespread. It was like 40 million people um, died as a consequence of that. Now, um, undoubtedly, that had an impact on, on the markets, but... Uh, Literally, by the time 1919 came around, the markets had recovered. So um, everything is in context. And uh, if I um, I'm not I'm not saying it's a good thing, but if I look at what impacts markets today, um, it's often it's uh, what dear old Donald Trump is is tweeting or saying that has more of an impact than than. you know the uh, the COVID nineteen situation.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, when we look at you know the Spanish influenza nineteen eighteen, the Asian flu nineteen fifty seven, and we actually we, the reason I'm going through these is we wrote an article in the Hawke's Bay today um, on this last Saturday talking about these things, and we gave the you know, number of deaths, how many people were sick, um, the dates, the uh, the um, pandemic and then we gave the um, relevant long-dated uh, long um, index data that we could get being principally at that time. To go back that far, we need to use S&P, the S&P 500 being the US 500 largest companies, and we also used the FTSE being the UK uh, equity market. And it's really interesting, there's very little correlation with the pandemic and the underlying markets over a 12 to 24-month period.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like I say, I mean, we we, we certainly don't want to downplay the severity of these uh, um, pandemics. Uh, And I think COVID-19 is now deemed a pandemic. Yes. um, With death toll now exceeding SARS from 2002, 2003. Um, But, you know, um, being slightly dispassionate about it from an investment point of view it's something to be aware of, yes. but n- if you're a long-term investor, um, nothing to, to worry about.
0: Yep, correct. And look, you know, diversification is your friend. I was uh, just, I was looking at something in the last couple of days, um, I was having a look at uh, Tourism Holdings Limited. Now this is the uh, Maui and Brits camper van business. Um, you know, great little exposure to New Zealand tourism, et cetera, you know, New Zealand's um, one of New Zealand's top export earners. Well, you know, am just looking at the stock price there. So this is if you had a kind of a single sector, small lack of diversification in your portfolio. You know, that was uh, 14th of January, you know, about $3.33 on the stock price. Uh, close of play yesterday, $2.90. And with the company saying, hey, we're under a little bit of pressure here. So to, just on a little personal story, I'm about to uh, take a campervan trip over the Easter break. And, uh, you know, the word is that, um, yeah, a significant number of cancellations of campervan and rentals, etc. So perhaps Kiwis who want to spend their travel dollar could uh, in, enjoy the um, the discount through the global disruption by holidaying at home. So there's a flip side to uh, every coin.
1: Absolutely. There's always opportunities uh, coming out of these challenges. But um, I, I think what's interesting um, is from a KiwiSaver perspective yes. that there are um, various um, KiwiSaver um, schemes out there that are actually quite highly um, uh, invested in New Zealand and Australian um, assets, yes. um, and as we've discussed before, that's something that um, when the markets are going well, that's been which they have done over sort of the last decade or so. That's 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 been quite helpful to performance, but the risk is that when those markets turn and potentially something like um, the challenge we're facing right now it will have an impact as we've just outlined you've just mentioned two stocks there that are already um, um, you know being negatively impacted. then um, that could follow through with all other uh, New Zealand Australian stocks. Um, into uh, KiwiSaver f- performance, and that's where, obviously, with with the asset class funds, whilst we have some exposure to, to Australasian equities, it's relatively small, and it's in context with the sort of the global proportion.
0: Yeah, spot on. Uh, I mean, I certainly know that we are an outlier on the basis that we have significantly more global assets than domiciled in the Australasian sector. And, you know, we've always said, and I, you know, people always talk about something like, say, a foot and mouth. If we had a foot and mouth outbreak in New Zealand, as has been experienced twice in your former homeland, Jeff, the United Kingdom, it would be extremely severe to New Zealand.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and and look, we we certainly uh, don't wish that COVID-19 has uh, any more impact on on the Mm -hmm. New Zealand economy than it has already, but um, we need to be alive to that fact. And um, as I say, from an investment point of view, diversification, diversification, diversification.
0: So looking at a developed world um, Asian market in the form of the uh, Nikkei Index being the uh, Japanese stock market, The index dropped a lot over the period of that kind of 18th um, January through to bottoming out around the 31st. But it's interesting, it's recovered entirely and is now, for the month, is actually only 0.7% negative for the month. So it's basically, it's even Stevens over the period. Um, The Shanghai index uh, over that period is down 6.53%. But you know the year-on-year return over the twelve months, still ten point four percent for the for the Shanghai index, the Hang Sen index, negative four point eight eight, and over the year negative two point five two. So, you know, one would if you take a you know if you zoom out on the lens and take a macro view, a lot of this is the market has just soaked it up, it's processed it, yes, there's been a small a small dip and then it's bounced back so very interesting to see how the market processes data like this which is very very different than the market processed data historically you know we were referring earlier to say spanish flu etc well you know transparency of data flow back then well it was all it was all print print news media things didn't happen quickly
1: Yes, so you would have had a longer um, impact period because the information flow was actually taking longer to get around the markets. Yes. Um, So, yeah, it follows that the negative sentiment uh, would continue longer than in today's um, more more instant environment.
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, because we are just, look, we can log in and look at our bank accounts on a daily basis. We don't wait for a statement to be produced at the month at the month end, which needs to be mailed to your mailbox, post box, for you then to read by then it's five working days old. I mean now it's instant. I mean if you're receiving like Jeff, if you transfer some money to me and you're with my bank and vice versa, it turns up instantaneously. We don't even need to wait till midnight. So look, the flow of information and in the data is so quick. That's why for someone to say, I know what's going to happen here. I have got the read on this and I am going to bet against all the other market participants that I know more than they do. I know more than someone who actually, might actually be suffering from this virus or maybe 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 part of the officialdom in a, in a jurisdiction that's dealing with this. For you and I to say here in New Zealand that we know more than, say, those market participants who are all on Twitter, Facebook... WeChat. I mean, that's just insane.
1: Well, it—I would say it's just gambling. Yes. I mean, it—it it, it literally is um, a lottery, and I think um, statistically, you've probably got about a one-inch a chance of um, maybe getting lucky, um, and those are odds that I personally wouldn't take.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've probably you know in your form of proficiency, you probably be more chance of picking the next bolter of a cult wine than there is of picking this one, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I prefer my
1: odds on picking uh, wines than I do on picking stocks.
0: (laughs) Sage advice and wise counsel, Jeff. Thank you. To summarise, in the midst of the coronavirus, or COVID-19 as it's now called, it's not very wise to draw any conclusions about stock market performance. Equity markets react very quickly to uncertainties and the prices instantly adjust to the new data. So events like COVID-19 should not be examined in pure isolation, but viewed in common with other prevailing market conditions. It's important that you have a trusted advisor who can look out for you and offer unemotive advice when things are happening outside of your control that can potentially affect your investments. We should all understand the fact that investing is harder when we swerve outside of our lane and into the oncoming speculative traffic. Well, thanks again, Jeff, for joining us on the Signal vs. Noise podcast. We always enjoy uh, having your company and getting your input.
1: It's a pleasure, Nick, and have a good day.
0: The information provided or any opinions expressed in this podcast are of a general nature and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorized financial advisor before making any decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961 or visiting our website www.stuartgroup.co.nz